Blog Talk Radio.
special Saturday edition of the Angry Patriot Show coming to you live from the Battle Room here in Houston, Texas on February the 20th, 2016, 9.30 a.m. Friends, family, and fellow patriots. That's the topic of today's program. And uh, on a more somber note, today we lay a true American hero, Judge Scalia, to rest. And as a United States Army veteran and proud American patriot who loves America, I give my respects to this great man and judge who stood up for America every day, and he will surely be missed, as well as Chris Kyle, the sniper that was murdered by a, a fellow veteran that he was trying to help, the boy Benicum, the true American patriot who stood up for the rights of all Americans, along with countless other brave American patriots in Oregon who was gunned down as well in cold blood. I would like to honor those and every other veteran and patriot who have paid the ultimate price for this country. granted 
people who love us even if we don't tell them what they mean to us. So if you could do it right now, I wonder who you would turn to or pick up the phone and call them and tell them that you love them and are thankful for them being part of your lives. Well, first and foremost, I give thanks to God as I have been in four too many situations in my life where could have surely been killed in Afghanistan, Iraq, Kyrgyzstan, and yes, right here in the USA, but God pulled me through safely. So today, I not only honor those that were a part of my life and honor their memory, I open the phone lines for you to do so as well. It's a part of today's program. So if there is anyone out there who would like to call in to honor someone or thank someone for being part of their life, the number here in the studio is 646-668-2932. I do notice we've got a phone call here. I'm going to bring them in. Um, Area code 520, you're live here in the battle room with the Angry Patriot. Good morning, Mr. Clinton. How are you doing, sir? Good, sir. How are you doing this fine day? Very, very good. This is Larry down in Arizona. Oh, hi, Larry. How are you doing this fine morning, sir? Uh, other than worrying about our brothers and friends that are going through some situations, uh, I'm alive and well. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I always look at it this way. We open our eyes and get out of bed. That's a good start to a good day. Whatever happens after that, well... <laughs> up for debate <laughs> right even in the even in the rough times we have something to give thankful to god for and uh i appreciate every day that i get i know that Yep, yeah, and uh our days aren't guaranteed to be easy at all nowhere in any major religion sect cult spirituality does it say that your life will be easy I have to agree with that. And, you know, good days. It guarantees and I, happiness. And that's it. Right. And I do notice the more important you are to God, the more the enemy will come after you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we stick our necks out on the line for anything that's right, we became a target. Um, our good friend, Lavoy Finnecombe, who I do not know personally, but he is a patriot. He had nothing but good intention in his heart, so I would like to consider him a good friend of ours. That man stuck his neck out on the line to teach people what they need to know, and he got murdered for it. That's true. We have men and women, brothers, sisters, cousins, uncles, fathers, sons, daughters, that are being sent overseas to fight a corporation's war to instill a fraudulent banking system and they're sacrificing their lives in the name of freedom so that corporation can enslave us here in America. Yeah, I, I've I said this 
so many times that, you know, it's time for us to draw the line in the sand and, and demand our voices be heard. And, you know, for the most part, it's getting out there, but there's just so much indecision and division within the Patriot and militia communities out there. And, you know, there's a lot of great people out there, but it's just so divided right now. Yeah, um, on that division thing, you know, you're going to have guys that aren't going to want women in their groups. You're going to have women that don't want guys in their groups. you got to remember, with most military guys that are now militia or ex-military, they're usually alpha males. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get two or three alpha males to stay on course to agree to one subject and put all personal differences aside isn't easy. No, it's not. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard of my buddies talking about plates in the barracks over stupid crap. And these are guys that are in for a common goal. Uh, you, know, you know, go ahead. It's, it, you know, it, it, it goes back with what I've, you know, said about uh, a lot of military groups around the, around the world. I mean, you, you know, like, for example, in Israel, for example, females are an intricate part of their military, and they do a outstanding job but you know it's it's getting past the like you said alpha male mentality that that we need to uh, open open up that for more uh inclusion i'm not saying that women should always be in combat roles but they have a place yeah let's talk more along the differences in, in, in the divisions, and I understand fully where you're going. Women have a definite place. Um, I know a crew, well, they're no longer, this was years ago, five females framing houses, and they could outframe any crew I ever knew. Okay, and these were, weren't big women. These were regular and small women. So women can definitely hold their own when they want to. Uh, I'm talking about the divisions of mental and emotional, social divisions, Oh, you're an ex-felon. You can't be a militia. Oh, uh, you don't, you don't, uh, or you voted this way before. You can't be with us. Uh, you know what? If we're going to take our country back, we need to put the personal, mental, and emotional crap aside. We have a common goal. We need to stick with that. We can solve our personal crap on the side later. Um, right. There was a couple founding fathers that could not even be in the same room because they would be at each other's throats physically. But they managed to do what they needed to do to put this country on its right course. And we have failed them. You want to honor men and women? We have failed them. We are not honoring them at all. I yield. That's, that's true. That I agree with that 110%. Uh, you couldn't have said it any better than I could have. You know, it's, it, it goes back with what I've always said about different situations. You know, if a, if we as a nation and people would have given in to our fears and allowed the fears that we had to dictate our actions, we would have never, ever become a nation because we were pretty much outnumbered, outgunned, outclassed by the British military. But we put our fears on the back burner and we did what we had to do. We fought a unconventional war to 
establish our republic. And like you said, we we had to put the differences aside. We we always, you know, didn't agree with each other on how to get it done. But in the end, we did accomplish what we needed to accomplish. And unfortunately, in today's society with the technology and the evil, and I mean, evil is simple as going up to a group and showing them a jar of water and then show them the chemical analysis of that and tell them they're drinking it. And they getting mad at you and telling you to leave because you're speaking bull crap when you're actually telling the truth. That's division. That's going to from putting our country back on the right track. Simple yeah, things like that. You know, it's like the like you said, the water situation. You know, most of the bottled water that you get out there today, it's all acidic, and it's straight out of a tap. Yeah, and it's you know, it's not as pure as they make it out to be. I mean, yes, there's some good bottled water out there, but for the most part, it's like you said, it's right out of the faucet, and they just masquerade it as being pure, and you know, and it's not as pure as they make it out to be. I can take three, no, I apologize, four two-liter bottles. I can take $20, and I can fill those four-liter bottles with substances, natural substances that are available anywhere, untainted, un-GMO'd, unchemicaled, and I can have the cleanest water you will ever drink, and I can take it straight from the tap and make it that way. Right. And it's all, your survival videos show you how to do it. Don't spend money on these cartridge filters that have chemicals in them to fuse out the chemicals in your water, go on survival videos and learn how to make your own water filters. And I guarantee you, you know, people will be thanking me for doing it. <laughs> right. And it's just like, you know, when I was overseas in, in the Republic of Kyrgyzstan, um, this has been a few years back, but I was over there as a contractor and I lived in the capital city of Kyrgyzstan, Bishkek. And, uh, Outside the apartment that I lived in, there was this um, pipe that um, was just there. And there was always, seemed like there was always water running through it. And one day I just happened to be talking to a friend of mine that was a local national over there. And uh, I said, where's this water coming from? And he said, it's coming from the mountains. And I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, is it safe to drink? He said, yeah, sure. He went down and he grabbed a, a, um, a bottle and put it in there and filled it up, rinsed it out real good, and then he put it back down and um, filled it up again, and then he drank it. You know, And I said, wow. He said, yeah, it's safe, it's safe to drink. It's fresh uh, mountain spring water. You know, And I said, well, why they just let it run like that? He said, because they, they they had to, you know, send it down through some way. So they just send it down through the the pipes. So, you know, instead of buying bottled water from the uh, local market, I just went out and got me some empty jugs and filled it up and just took it up and uh, boiled it. And I had fresh water, you know. I I do suggest that anybody out there invest in a couple water straws. And the tablets of water, or the bo- little mini bottles of water purification tablets, um, they have a shelf life, but I've known them to be very good up to five, ten years. The bottles, mm-hmm. the straws are good until you start using them. 
you know, keep them packaged. Um, and I, I suggest you carry those in your bug out bags, your cars, have a couple at home. You never know. I feel mm-hmm. sorry for the folks in uh, Virginia, Flint, Michigan. Well, not just Flint, because I understand it's spreading and they're just not talking about it. Um, I have no proof of that yet, but I wouldn't imagine it's too far off base. And also the Navajo Reservation up here in the Four Corners area of the U.S., their water got painted and poisoned. And they don't have a water system like the rest of us are used to. No, they don't. They have to truck in 90% of their water. Talk about the government not only taking you off your land, but also giving you land that was worthless. (laughs) Um, You know, and it's... you know, like over the history of our nation, you know, they've had treaty upon treaty upon treaty. And each and every damn time, it's always the government that ended up violating that treaty. And then they turn around and they make it look like it's the native population that was the one that violated it when it's the government itself that did it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anytime there's a three-letter agency involved, there's going to be fraud fraud that you and I are unaware that they're committing, but the minute we put our name on their lines, on their paperwork, we're complicit. we are complicit in that fraud whether we know about it or not. Yeah. The reason that the so-called President of the United States is pushing all these three-letter agencies is because they are not legally operating within their bounds. Okay? They appear to be, to all outward appearances, because we as America have been asleep for too long. There is a website called 4, the number 4, dash, cd.com. In it, it explains how to do what you people, what we all need and can do, take back our local areas legally and get rid of the corporate systems that are ruining our lives. Every person needs to and can study their state constitution, the state general laws. These were written when the constitution was enacted. These are the laws that govern your actions as a person in your public and in your home. Not the statutes, not the codes, because those are false. But the general laws is what they need to study. And also study the U.S. Constitution for the United States, not the one that says of. Uh, And those will give people the exact boundaries and every ammunition that they need, along with that website, 4-CD.com, that will give you all the information and tools you need to start taking back your local areas. Under what our founding fathers did. Go ahead. No, no, I apologize. I'm done. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know, it's it's ironic that you know we have to do that, but it's it's something that we as a nation and people really need to to wake up and realize that our government doesn't give a hoot about any one of us. I mean, they use us for what they need, and it's like we're an expendable resource that, you know, they use at their will 
And then once our usefulness is up, they either throw us in the trash or label us something that we shouldn't be labeled. But, you know, and they, they really pretty much kick us all to the curb or throw us under the bus to use those terminologies. And it's wrong. We are uh, numbers in their system, pawns in their chess game. When our parents sign our birth certificates, they indebt us into their servitude of their corporations. Iceland, and a lot of people do not know this. They hear blurbs about it, see little bits about it on Facebook or other social media or whatever. You will not hear the MSM talking about this. Iceland did what we need to do as a country. They locked up, convicted, and exiled bankers and financiers. The central banking system has no hold. You watch, Iceland will be the next country that is invaded by the central banking system to reinstall their system. The Four Corners Doctrine, the 4-CD.com website, those people that have started and working on that website, and uh, some of those people are known to people on this site or on this radio station, they're working. Uh, attorney generals, uh, sheriffs, police, all kinds of people are retiring, vacating their position. Judges have stepped down because they know that they're acting illegally towards fellow Americans. Sedition is very easy to convict a politician or a criminal upon because it is an act against the people. Treason is much harder and can only be brought about in certain ways. Unfortunately, we cannot do it like our founding fathers and just snatch somebody up and hang them for treason. Um, back then, it was a little bit easier. I yield. You know, and, and the thing about a lot of treasonous acts that have been committed against this country, and its most important part of it is the citizens, is the fact that and this goes back long before even Obama took office. Um, this is under the, you know, the first Bush that was elected. I mean, you listen to a lot of the the speeches that he has given, and every one of them, he always inputs the new world order, the new world order. Somewhere, somehow, he always implements that into his speech. And... That proves right there that even on our currency, if you look at it, it in Latin says new world order. So, you know, we've been sold out for the longest possible time. And it, and so many Americans are just so dumbed down by society from watching the Cardassians or the Bachelorette or some other uh, liberalistic piece of crap media shows that they just, when they're warned about something, they just turn over and hit the proverbial snooze button and roll over and go right back to sleep. And there's nothing really that a lot of people can really do to, to wake them up because you, you try to, beat it into their head that, hey, you need to wake up and see what's going on or you're going to be the first one that they come and get and put to the wall and put a bullet in. 
they've been locking people up. They've been putting bullets in them. I wish our members of the military would stand up and speak out about guys that were friendly fired over there because I guarantee you some of that wasn't accidental. Um, I wish our men and women in the military would stand up and expose those that have gone to the other side, uh, either as mercenaries, private contracts, whatever you want to name them. Um, They're out there, and they used to be fellow Americans. Once you pick up an arm, a weapon, a thought, or a pen against this nation, against these fellow Americans, you would no longer consider a fellow American in my book. If you want to defraud a city because you're a mayor or a city councilman or a county sheriff or a state governor, you are no longer a fellow American. If you want to bow down and buckle to the oligarchy and their one world order, you are no longer a fellow American. That's my opinion. You know, and what makes me sick about this whole situation is, is in regards to LaVoy Finnicum and the other brave American patriots that were out there in Oregon, we recently uh, had a president that sat down with Black Lives Matter, the group that burned Ferguson and, and Baltimore and other locations causing anarchy. And he applauded them. He actually applauded their efforts and rewarded them by bringing them into the White House for a press conference. Now, why couldn't he have done that to the patriots that were out there in Oregon? Because they took a stand against him and his tyrannical, treasonous, terroristic government. And And against the world order. Right. And, you know, that's what's wrong with this country today. America no longer stands for anything of justice or morality or fairness. It's all about the buck, how much they can get out of it. And, you know, I, you know, I, Russia, for example, Vladimir Putin, I mean, I, I know the guy's not a saint. He's done a lot of things that I disagree with. But there's one thing that you have to admit about Vladimir Putin is the guy is what the guy is. Everything that he says, he means. And he supports those that are allied with him. He don't throw them under the bus at every turn, never has and never will. I think that uh, I understand where you're coming up from, Putin. He's stand up. He's a man. He's an adult. He speaks the truth. We're all adults from the age of 16 on. Back in our founding father's day, you were considered an adult at 13 and 14. Times were different. Our our society has allowed us to believe that telling lies, hoodwinking, subversive acts are okay. Um, That's fueled by the music the television, and people just not standing up and saying, hey, man, that ain't right. You're going to do that? Go do that somewhere else, but not here. Not to them. Uh, Let's 
honor and glorify um, Chavez, the guy that murdered and killed a whole bunch of people. What's, I can't think of his first name. They put him on a shirt all the time. Che Chavez or whatever his name is. Oh, um, Victor Chavez? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I don't get it. But let's not honor, you know, people that went over and lost a limb in Vietnam, Korea, World War II, you know? Like you said, where's the outcry? Where's the politicians standing up for people like they did for black lives? It has also been proven that people in Baltimore and Ferguson and other areas where there's been gatherings have been flown in to instigate violence. Nothing new in the political scene. Flying people in from other areas to instigate violence. Just like the protests that day at the courthouse in Oregon. Half of those people were bussed in from out of state to protest the Patriots and others. You know, and, and getting into a different area of this whole situation, you know, and we have citizens out there, uh, one of which is a very dear friend of mine, Arizona Harding, who has pretty much been betrayed by the system, betrayed by, for example, I'm going to go ahead and say it, the Obamacare bureaucracy. Uh, you know, there was a time when Obama got up there and he said, oh, if you like your health care, you can keep it. If you like your doctor, you can keep it. And I'm going to save every family $2,500 in savings. But what turns around is, is that it was nothing but a blatant lie and betrayal of the American people. You're forced to have it. And if you don't want it, you're going to get penalized financially. And then if you do have it, you better make sure that it never lapses or you're going to be screwed because now all the people that are being treated, if something were to happen under the Obamacare mandate, you don't have no recourse to sue the hospital, the doctor, the nurse, nothing, because they take all of that away from you. Need I remind everybody, um, and this is also, when I say stuff, I'm saying it to myself too, because I'm just as human as anybody else. I forget, I slip. I don't want to deal with it, et cetera, et cetera. So when I'm saying stuff, I'm not preaching to anybody. I'm offering suggestions and things that are working to battle the evil. I need to remind people, if we lie on an application, we lose our jobs or we don't get accepted for whatever that application is if we're found out. Martha Stewart lied, went to prison, and came out richer than when she went in. Mm-hmm. Richard Nixon was impeached for one lie, one lie, he said he didn't know anything about it. And that was the main lie that got him impeached. Not because he hated the opposing party, but because he lied about knowing about it. We have, you know, like I said, we have allowed as a society, as people, we've allowed, oh, it's okay, it's okay. But we tell our kids don't lie to us. And we turn right around and lie to our neighbor and say, oh, I like your car. When in actuality, we're thinking, you stupid ass, you should have bought another model. Mm-hmm. Lies as simple as that in our own heads 
or to our own neighbors, tear down anything good that you're trying to do. You know, and it's just like, you know, it's just like today in society, we have people that are so, so willing and eager to donate to charities to help somebody, but they don't realize where is that money actually going? Where is that money being sent? Because in so many charitable organizations nowadays, you know, if you give for every dollar that you give, 80 to 90% of that dollar goes right into the corporation. It doesn't even begin to reach the intended purpose of that donation. And if you sound the alarm in regards to it, oh, you're you're uncaring, you're unsympathetic, you don't care about veterans or you don't care about the children or they try to point they try to point the finger at you saying that you're the one that's the bad guy when it's in all actuality the charity that is violating not only the trust of the people that are making the donation, but society as a whole. I have a uh, relative that is involved with the Wounded Warrior Project in the state up on the northern side, since I'm way down south here, on the western side. And I questioned him about what's going on with the Wounded Warrior Project, because we know as a fact it's been released. The guy that owns it or operates it is collecting quite a hefty sum, et cetera, et cetera. That chapter that my relative is involved in, and my relative is a vet, and he has a son that is high standing in his military position at this moment, and a couple of the relatives on that side of the family that are military. That chapter, re, I don't know, recycles the right word? I don't know. The funds they receive in donations and other stuff, they 75% of their funds they receive in go back out into what they're doing. Only 25% is used for operating costs of that chapter, okay? Um, do people want to be charitable? See somebody sitting on the side of the road? Not one of those guys flying a sign that looks like he should be able to work. I'm talking find a disabled one. Go say hi to a vet. Go offer a disabled person some help. Go offer a neighbor that doesn't have a car a ride. Stop taking tax write-offs for your charitable contributions. Take the key out of the system, the system can't work. If we stop taking tax returns and stop uh, being charitable through corporations and just be charitable on our own, we had a 17-year-old girl in a church that I was attending a couple years ago. I no longer attend that church for my own reasons. Um, we had a young girl, just turning 17, took it upon herself to collect toiletries, um, little things, packets of Kleenex, stuff like that, that homeless people would appreciate. She collected over 100 of them and on her own went out and delivered these, sometimes by herself. A young girl in dangerous situations doing what was right and not asking for a dime or tax write-off, nothing. She didn't even ask for help at times. Right. You know, and the thing, 
you know, the thing about a lot of uh, American citizens out there is, you know, they, they're so quick to point the finger at someone. Oh, you know, there's like the guy that you might have seen standing on a street corner just a few minutes ago if you're out there driving around. Oh, you're, you look like you're able-bodied, but you don't really see the whole picture. I mean, just because a guy might look able-bodied doesn't mean he doesn't have issues. I mean, PTSD and ADD and all this other so-called, you know, mental issues, you know, they they cripple a person just as much as a missing limb or, uh, you know, something in that regard. I mean, there's more to being disabled than just not having a leg or an arm or a hand and just just seeing somebody you can't really judge what they're dealing with until you really sit down with that person one on one and and they're not you know they're not going to really openly talk about it because anyone that's ever been in the military that's experienced any type of combat traumatic incident really it's not something that that they're going to really openly bring up on their own unless you really get in there and through becoming a a true friend with them maybe you can tap into some of that but even with that they're they're not 100% open in regards to that yeah i understand um i well i'll put it out there i'm i'm straight up forward anyway my friends the people that know me will tell you i'm an asshole because I'm straight up forward and I don't mince my words. I suffer from non-military PTSD. And I fought it for years. And I did okay. But it was showing in other ways, in other actions, that were not conducive to me living a fruitful life or a human life around other people at times. You know, nobody knew. A lot yeah. of times people thought I was a great person. I had no idea the mental and emotional anguish that I'd suffer when I was by myself. Um, there was a famous preacher or pastor, and I can't remember his name, loved by all, but he'd go home at night and suffer severe depression all night long, and he eventually died from it. And his wife later released his diaries. And so this man had outward appearance all day long, nothing wrong with him. He'd go home at night and suffer debilitating depression. So we all suffer a lot of stuff. Uh, I think I was more referring to, um, especially here in Tucson, we got a group of young, able-bodied 20-year-old men that think it's easier to bilk money off of people by flying a cardboard sign at intersections. Um, And they're able-bodied because these men have been seen working by people and put to work by several people. But most of the time they turn down the jobs and just want money. Um, It's a society we created. We did this. We are to blame for our government's actions. We are to blame for the neighbor that rips up and down your street, blaring his music and flipping people off. You know, freedom of expression. I'm all for it. But there's a modicum of humanity, a natural law that our founding fathers used. And it worked. And we got away from that. Yeah, it's, you know, that's what's wrong with society in many cases today. You know, you, I mean, like you said, I mean, I'm all for freedom of speech, being able to express yourself 
as long as it doesn't impede on the rights of other people. And, um, you know, like when I was overseas as a contractor, a lot of the contractors that I worked with worked on small military fobs. Like the one that I was uh, attached to was out there in a, a small fob at the time called Salerno. And we were we were rocketed constantly. I mean, there wasn't hardly any day that went by that we weren't hit by something, whether it be an RPG, a mortar, a rocket, you know, or you didn't have a maybe a suicide bomber trying to come in and do something. You know, but, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, a lot of people think, well, the only people that can have PTSD are the military because they deal with it every day. But contractors dealt with it just as much as a lot of military did. And for the for the most part, a lot of contractors suffered just as much as the military did. And I'm not talking about the ones that go outside the wire because those guys go above and beyond what they should have been doing to begin with. But um, the ones that are inside the wire, sometimes we dealt with just as much of a traumatic impact on our lives as the military that were also inside the the wire. And we see, you know, friends blown apart and, and, you know, we've suffered injuries as a result of being mortared or rocketed just as much as the military that were there with us. And for a lot of contractors, they were pretty much forgotten as well. And they were like the unsung heroes of the whole uh, situation. I have a friend that was uh, a civilian contractor for. It was we weren't at war with Turkey. I think he uh, and he wasn't even operating off the military bases over there. He was he went over as a civilian, but a private business contractor. And him and his buddy had become fast friends. You know, you just click with some people, and uh, his buddy got stabbed over there because of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he made it out and he didn't, you know, he was smart enough. Look, there's more to them than me and they got him. I'm out of here. You know, he didn't leave his buddy to die. His buddy was dead. There was nothing he could do. Um, uh, we never heard about it. You know, we don't hear about a lot of stuff that goes on, but every once in a while he gets in that mood and I know, you know, I know what he's thinking. I know what he's thinking about. And he'll start talking about the good stuff, the enjoyment they had. And then all of a sudden he just gets that look. You know, um, and yeah, you can see survivor, you can see survivor it. guilt. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you can see it in uh, women that have been raped, kids that have been abused. Um, you know, people like me every once in a while, my, my, my wife will look at me and I'm like, you okay? And I'll not even know that I'm gone, that I'm just staring out mm-hmm. in space, you know, um, PTS is no joke, folks. It's not. It's not. You know, because like when I was when I was over there, you know, I I've seen service members. I mean, they could be a week from rotating out, and they would just walk into a portalette and blow their brains out. Nope. You because know? they don't want to come back and live yeah. under fallacy of what we call a country because they know the truth. Because they you sacrificed know, too much for nothing. 
you know, and it's sad, you know, because like when I was in Afghanistan on Salerno, they, they was, uh, I think it was the 10th Mountain Division at the time that was there. And they were in the process of rotating out within a week. And this uh, member of their unit just, I guess, took it upon himself to go AWOL. And how he did it, how he got away with it for so long, I just can't fathom it. But he went into a uh, vacant tent within the old KBR village that that wasn't being utilized. And what he did was he stocked up on MREs and and stuff that he got from the defect and uh, just took it upon himself to go AWOL. And for days and days and days, they were announcing over the loudspeaker, you know, Come, come in, you know, you're not in trouble, blah, 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 blah. But we know how that goes. Um, So, you know, it went on for about two weeks. And finally, you know, somebody from KBR just happened to see him and say, hey, I think I might know where your missing service member is. And so they went down and they they pretty much got him out of there and but you just just don't realize just how much of an impact our service members are dealing with day after day from repeated deployments and uh this government has just pretty much gutted our military and expecting them to do more with less personnel and it just really angers me to the core that our military members are being treated in such disregard by our government. If there's any of the alphabet agencies listening, I would greatly appreciate them to chime in. Uh, You know, I'm a firm believer in freedom of speech, even if you're talking the wrong bullshit, because you will be corrected sooner or later, whether we do it or somebody else does in another life. But uh, I'd wish they'd chime in on all this, because we have what is happening right now in the Middle East is not about our freedom. It is about the oil and the central banking systems. Think about it. Russia was trying to get into Afghanistan's oil for I don't know how long. And our little three-letter agency was running around with their opponent. And then we used their opponent as our scapegoat to take down the Twin Towers. If any of you believe that that was done on purpose by Al-Qaeda, please chime in. Please. Because nowhere in the history of any plane crash can they tell you exactly who did what and what happened within two hours without a black box? And no black box has been found within two hours of any plane crash, and none were found at 9-11. You know, and the, the Twin Tower buildings themselves, I've never seen a building fall straight down in the well, manner that... Because if you chop a tree down... I've never seen a tree fall straight down unless you're able to chop the other side of the tree. And both of these aircraft hit one side of the building. And for those buildings to just collapse straight down upon themselves, it, it it's a clear indication that 
control detonation had to be used. It was. It was. The towers were hit before. Um, I can't remember. I, was, I want to say 1992, I believe. Yeah, it was a 707 or a 17. Somewhere in that area, yeah. No. Those towers yeah. were designed with an inner core. The Freedom Tower they built has an inner core. All buildings over 10 feet tall, I mean 10 stories tall, have an inner core to prevent collapse. It is part of the UBC, or the IBC, I apologize, International Building Code. Okay? You look at all these hotel fires around the world, and none of them collapsed. Okay? No. <clears throat> Back to my point is that our, we should not be in the Middle East, period. That We don't need it. We have enough resources amongst our allies in our own country that we don't need to go anywhere. When the Egyptians were in the desert, God provided them what they needed. We do not have what we need because we do not take care of what we have. If more people started growing gardens, and I'm not talking buying the crap from big box stores either, please, go as natural as you can. I do not use herbicides and pesticides, and my food tastes a lot better than yeah. the neighbors that do in their gardens. But you know, if, folks, if, something happens uh, here, if something happens here in America, three days, three days, and it'll be riots. They've already done it in small test areas, and they're not letting people know about it. I'm not trying to scare or fearmonger anybody. I am stating fact. It's on record. It's on paper in the areas they've done it. Texas alone had an area a year ago. They shut down the food stands. Within two days, stores were looted and rioted for their food. Within two days. You know, in the same thing about not this in whole... the With Syria and Turkey and Russia now rattling their sabers, folks, <laughs> I hope you're prepared. And it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when. You know, like our power grid is just so vulnerable right now that if that power grid goes, so does everything that we have in this country. Our production are able to be able to pump gas into your vehicles. You name it. When the power grid goes, so does our society as we know it. Oh, yeah, let me grab my cell phone and call 911 because there's a riot. You're not going to get through. You may not Good even luck. have signal. Good luck And with if that. you look at some of these cell phone towers, there's different attachments on them. <laughs> How do I say it? Those aren't cell phone tower receivers or repeaters. Mm-hmm. Those are radio controls. Those are things that disable electronic things. Those are things that affect things electronically that can shut them on and off. And if you, people think I'm tinfoil hat, chime in. You know, because I want to, I would like, yeah, I'd like to hear some opposing views. An, an article, I mean, a, a argument in defense of what you just said is, you know, a lot of people don't realize, have you really looked at your electric meter? They're all smart meters now. And that's for a, a purpose, so they can shut your electricity off at will. 
And it goes they had, on and on and on. They had to reconfigure. We still have the old uh, battery-style fuses in our mm-hmm. in our shutoff boxes. So when they brought in the new meters, the connection between those two had to be specially fitted because they said in order to do this, we either have to specially fit these or rewire your houses. The homeowner who owns these four houses said, no, you special fit your meters. Although the wiring in the house should be redone because it was 1970s. <laughs> right. But hey, you're folks, right, if the there's... smart meters, um, your chips in your credit cards, um, no. I want to applaud Apple. I am not an Apple fan. I want to applaud them for standing up for the feds, for trying to perpetrate another get... hoax. And I hope they don't capitulate and give in to them either, because if they do, then that's pretty much the death knell for Apple. Right. Listen, folks, it is a hoax. The original videos that were released on the news, the original eyewitnesses, who to this day will still tell you there were three large men that stormed that building. Neither of those Muslims that they murdered, for whatever reason, whether they were radical or not, were not large and did not fit the description in the videos that they released to the news of that storm in the San Bernardino. It is a hoax to get into more of your privileges. I may become yeah. an Apple fan. <laughs> you know, that, that whole San Bernardino debacle, um, one thing kind of stood out to me, and I find it kind of by, you know ironic, is why would you handcuff a dead person? And don't tell me you shot them when they're handcuffed because that's murder too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just so much in, in regards to that just doesn't add up. And it it seemed like they were just rolling, doing an O.J. Simpson type thing where they were rolling down the street and all of a sudden, okay, we, we got them. And then it seemed like they they filled the vehicle full of, you know, bullets and stuff after the fact. And, uh, you know, now we got these, you know, reports coming out of uh, Mayor here of Wildlife Refuge where, oh, we found all this ammunition, weapons, and explosives. And, okay, now wait a minute. If I'm there on site and I'm part of this group that you are against and I have all that in my possession – what a, what do you think I'm going to do with that if that's my intent? I'm going to use every damn thing I have to cause the most damage and destruction and loss of life that I could do if that was my intent. So evidently it wasn't their intent because if that was their intent, then they should have used everything they had when they had the opportunity to use it. Mr. Clinton, may I clarify some rumors? What's that? May I clarify some rumors? Go ahead. Number one, the people that the Malheur Refuge were armed, yes. And there were guns and ammunition left behind because a lot of them got scared and turned tail and were not committed to their patriotism. No, I wouldn't want to be shot up in the FBI. Yeah, I probably would have considered leaving too. But if we're to commit to what we do, then we need to commit to what we do. 
the explosives, Lavoie Finicum and Ammon, or was it Ammon or Ryan? I, I stand corrected on that. It could have been, I don't remember which one. They were together and they showed the media the dynamite that was left unlocked and found in a shed. The, the people that occupied Malheur Refuge did not take explosives with them. No. There was no intent to do any damage. They videoed, there are videos and there's paperwork proof of everything they did and did not do up there. It is slowly getting out and slowly being released. Things are happening. We have common law grand juries and common law judges now that are moving things forward in this country. As I reiterate, 4-CD.com is a good place to get started. Your general laws, your state constitutions, and the federal constitution. Not the federal, I apologize. The the constitution for the United States. Because the federal Mm -hmm. constitution is a contract with a corporation that is now bankrupt. These, please, people, stop spreading these rumors. Fact check stuff. Just because it looks good, don't share it on social media. Don't talk to your neighbor. Did you hear that they did? Mm-hmm. Well, if you heard that they, it's probably a rumor. Unless you have facts. I personally know people that were involved. I am a target. I have a big target on my back. And every time I go out, I look around a lot looking for three-letter agencies using the local PD to take me down. Not mm-hmm. no murder, just arrest me, get me off the street, try and shut me up. I'm a patriot. I'm never going to shut up. But with that, I will be quiet, sir. Thank you. And folks, if there's anything out there that you would like to talk about on today's program in the last 26 minutes that we have, the number here to call into the studio is 646-668-2932. I'm going to take a quick little break. Uh, If you want to stay on the show with me here, you can. Uh, But I'm going to take a quick little break, and I'll be back momentarily to continue live from the battle room with the Angry Patriot.
today's program uh we have a lot of friends family and fellow patriots have you lost anybody in in your family or friends over the last year that you would like to give a shout out uh in regards to or just to share your feelings with uh let's start with mr leboy finnicum he was all our friend because wanted what was right for everybody um, I lost an aunt to cancer just over a year ago. Um, part of my PTSD comes from a long while back. About in the space of two and a half years, I lost very close people. Um, you know, so I, I it took a long time to even come to grips with that. Uh, every member of the military that honored their oath and thought they were doing the right thing, even though we know the corporations is just using them, I honor them. Those that have given their lives, their limbs, their time, and their families that have given up their time with their loved ones and their loved ones to go further the corporation's evil. I honor them. I honor you folks that are standing up in your communities. You may or may not be veterans of the U.S. military, but you're a patriot. And that in itself deserves honor, even though it is a privilege. I yield. And again, I... You know, I honor you for what you've done and every member of our brave men and women in military, um, both overseas and locally. You know, it's it's something that a lot of people don't realize that today's military is not drafted. They're all volunteers and they give themselves freely for the defense of the nation that they feel is trying to do the right thing. But in all actuality, America now, as we know it, is a bully, is a tyrannical, treasonous, terroristic entity. It's nothing like the America that I knew when I was a kid. And uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think when Kennedy was assassinated, that was pretty much the death of the America that we knew. And, you know, a lot of people can criticize me for what I just said, but, you know, I think it's it's a proven fact that Kennedy was trying to move America back to where it needed to be. And as a result, he 
paid the price for it. And uh, just recently, Judge Scalia. I mean, how could you say a guy died of natural causes without even doing an autopsy on him? That, to me, just doesn't add up. But that's my opinion. And again, if you know, if you don't like what I just said, that you're right as an American citizen, it's bought and paid for with the blood, sweat, and tears of every American military member, past and present. So, folks, if you're listening to today's program, I invite you to call in and share your thoughts on today's show or anything else for that matter. The number is 646-668-2932. And uh, Arizona, if you're out there listening, brother, call in. I would like to really hear from you. You know, you're a true brother patriot, and I respect you immensely. So, Larry, you, uh, yeah, we and do. I feel for my brother and his wife and right you now. Know, I, feel for them. I wish there was more that I could do because, I mean, I, I can't say I understand what he's dealing with because I don't. Uh, and that's, you know, that that is something that I really can't understand why people even begin to say, hey, I understand what you're dealing with when you don't really. I mean, every situation is different. uh, uh, Go ahead. You know, because unless you actually um, know for a fact what they're dealing with, then you don't really know. Go ahead. I, uh, if, if people do background checks on me, they'll say we don't want him around, even though that was decades ago. Part of that time was spent walking and worshiping the evil. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say Satan, the devil. I'm not going to put names and labels on it. Let's just go good and evil. Black hat, white hat. People mm-hmm. understand that. People understand that. Even our Native Americans, before we even came to this land, understood that. They lived by a natural law. They took care of their elderly. They took care of their sick. Everybody helped. Everybody worked. They had a hierarchy because you have to have some type of balance, checks and balances in your societies, in your communities. When my brother says him and his wife are under attack, I know. When I talk about our corporations being evil, it's because I know. And there's nothing I can do but just push good stuff prayers, thoughts, everything his way from my end. That's yeah. the only hope I can offer. And to battle evil, as I see it, in my area. For you Christians listening, your Bible says stand against injustice. That means evil. Mm-hmm. That means people spreading rumors, people spreading lies, your government taking over your lives and controlling it other than God intended. For you Christians, Moses stood up to a tyrannical government. I yield. You know, and for those of you out there that might be listening that are guilty of what uh, Larry was just talking about, you know, I don't give a damn what you say because you could take 
a room full of a hundred people, and I don't, you know, I don't care who it is. You dig deep enough into someone's background, you're going to find something, something. And but to 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 do that, and then to turn around and post it on social media, or to pretty much try to tear somebody down just because you don't agree with or maybe they maybe they did something to you that you know put you in your place and then you get so bent on revenge that you're you're going to do whatever you can to tear that person down do you think that is right i mean how would you like it if they did that to you you know it wouldn't be fair to any one of us to to have the things that we did 20, 30, 40 years ago aired out in the public. And, you know, a lot of the allegations that I've heard were dismissed in court of law. So for those things that people have said about anyone, unless it's, unless it's a... Uh, present situation, let it lie, you know, because I guarantee you, if I were to dig deep enough into anyone's past, I could find all kinds of stuff, but does that mean that it's relevant to today? No, because in most cases, it's not. And if it's been looked at by law enforcement and dismissed, then that's it. It's a done deal. I yield. I uh, have a relative that, for all intents and purposes, is a societal model. One speed, one traffic ticket or something their, their whole life. Excellent credit. Punch the clock. All that good stuff, right? Those who are believes, you know, votes, all that societal, within-the-lines stuff. One of the most evil, vile, behind-the-scenes, manipulative, deceptive people I know. If somebody robbed a bank 20 years ago, and they robbed a bank 10 years ago, and they robbed a bank 5 years ago, yeah, that's not the type of person. If you've lied in your life, and everybody has, if you've stolen a piece of bubble gum and 99% of the people that have stolen a piece of candy from the store or from their friend yeah. or from their relative, I know a little brother that to this day denies that half my candy went in his mouth. And I know damn well it did because he's the only one that ate candy besides me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you are just as guilty as me when I committed that robbery, when I was under uh-huh. the influence of evil and drugs. You cannot blast me publicly when I sit out there and admit that I did stuff. If you're going to hang on what I did or anybody did 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, you need to examine your own face in the mirror. That's true. Because if you've lied, stolen a piece of candy, you're just as guilty. You know, just because you are societal norms now don't mean crap. Societal you know, norms are skewed. Yeah. 
And it's just like Jesus said in the Bible, if you're without sin, cast that first stone. And I guarantee you, you know, if that was the case today, I, I don't think anybody would be able to pick up a stone and throw it because we've all done something. I mean, it may not be to the extent of maybe what somebody else did, but we're all guilty of something. I mean, we all have skeletons in our closet, whether we admit it or not. If you've yelled at your wife in an argument or at your husband in an argument, you're just as guilty as the time I punched the dude in the face for no reason. That's violence. Amen. But, oh, you shouldn't do that behind closed doors. Just remember, folks, every knee is going to bow. We came from a hole, and we're going in a hole. We all eat, breathe, sleep, bleed, and die. We're meat-coated skeletons made of stardust material, and how we act towards another person is what makes us. Not some book, not some building, not some government. Our founding fathers knew these principles. It was how you acted towards other people is what mattered. You know, Larry, I I talked about the meeting that Obama had with the Black Lives Matter. I'm going to play that. I'm going to play a little bit of that clip. It's only a minute and a half long. And I want people, you know, I want people to really listen to what actually was said by this, this evil president. Just take a listen to this clip. Uh, Well, as we commemorate Black History Month, uh, we've got some history makers around the table here today. Uh, Some are legends, like uh, Congressman Lewis and Reverend C.T. Vivian. I would not be here were it not for the battles that they fought uh, a generation ago. Uh, But we've also got some young people here who are making history as we speak. Uh, People like uh, Brittany, uh, who served on our police task force in the wake of Ferguson and has led uh, many of the protests uh, that took place there and shined a light on the injustice that was happening. A lot of the discussion here today focused on the possibilities of completing criminal justice reform. Uh, We've seen some outstanding bipartisan support, uh, both in the House and the Senate. We want to see if we can get that across the finish line this year. We also had a chance to talk about uh, education and the ways in which uh, we want to ensure that uh, we break this school-to-prison pipeline and and start creating a school-to-college-to-jobs pipeline. What I am most encouraged by is the degree of focus and seriousness and constructiveness that exists uh, not only with existing civil rights organizations, but this new generation. Uh, they are some serious young people. I told them that they're much better organizers than I was when I was their age, uh, and I'm confident that they're going to uh, take uh, America to new heights. Well, there you have the recent uh, meeting with Obama and the Black Lives Matter group. You know, that makes me sick that this president would sit down with such evil-minded people when we had people that were standing up for our Constitution arrested. What's your take on that, Larry? Hello? Well, folks, it looks like we lost Larry. 
Uh, I no, you didn't. I'm oh, here. I'm, oh, okay. I'm here. Yeah, I was just addressing uh, the button, issue. The button was stuck. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we already know that there's no proof that this man is even legal to be in office. We already know that this man has fueled division in this country. He has brought about brother against brother, mentally and emotionally, and sometimes physically. There have been people that have been arrested for fighting each other over what's happening in the government. When the rest of the government sits by and does nothing and huffs and puffs and still does nothing, come on, people, wake up. Please, when people still get mad, when I say, hey, somebody vandalized your car and they put an Obama sticker on it, and they get mad at me because I'm making a joke about how stupid it is to have that on their car after what this man has done to this country, I will not speak on Black Lives Matter because I do not know the intent of what their group started as. I do not know how the group has been so, well, we know they've been infiltrated because they were honored in the White House as a upstanding addition to to society when they took blame for rioting and want to kill cops. Now, do I agree that law enforcement is needed? Yes. Do I agree that we need a national law? People. Study your history. National police force, Austria, Poland, etc. Look at yeah, what a national more. police force did in in Paris a couple of months ago. They did not prevent what the government brought about. Government is not there to take care of you people. Government is not there to put honors and accolades on us because we do something that is right or wrong. You want my opinion of anything that's seditious, treasonous, illegal? Person acting as our president of the United States? I think I just gave it to you. I yield. Well, folks, we have just a little bit over four minutes left in the program. I would like to thank you, Larry, for calling in today. And thank you, who might be out there listening for taking the time to tune in for today's program. I wish we could have had some more input from you uh, in regards to today's show by calling in, but I do understand, you know, you have lives to live, you have things to do. I applaud you for at least taking the time to tune in on today's program. I would like to um, close this show today and say a very special prayer on behalf of our veterans, our active duty military, and those citizens out there who are in a situation that they feel is hopeless because of whatever they're dealing with. Heavenly Father, I come to you on behalf of our brave men and women overseas and here in the United States. I come to you on behalf of 
brother Arizona Harding and the families that lost loved ones, whether it be through the senseless and evil act of the government or a medical situation that has someone financially devastated. Father, I ask that you touch their lives with your healing, your guidance, but most importantly, Father, your presence, that you touch them and show them that you are God and you are in control of everything that's out there, that you are with each and every one of us every day, whether we see you or not. Father, in your holy son, Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Well, Larry, thank you again for taking the time to call in on today's program, brother. You are a true brother and patriot, and I applaud you. It's been a privilege and honor, sir. I thank all our listeners out there, and once again, as Mr. Clinton said, chime in. Call us in. Call in. I have I, been on several conference calls, and I loved hearing the views and how people are finally getting grasped on not just our their lives, but our constitutional freedom as our founding fathers invested for us. Thank you. Once again, it's been a privilege and an honor. God bless you, sir, and you have a good uh, weekend, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again in the near future. You have my personal number. You can call me anytime, sir. All right. Thank you, Larry. And give the family my love and uh, best wishes out there. And to you, yours also. And to all you patriots, please don't give in to your fears. Stand up. If they come to arrest you, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. Amen. Well, folks, uh, we're down to the last 44 seconds of today's program. Uh, if you are someone out there who is facing a situation you're not alone. God loves you, and uh, I love you. And uh, so with that, God bless you, and have a great weekend.